Welcome to the Wellbeing Wiz Omnicast episode 12. I'm Bevan Thompson, also known as the Wellbeing Wiz, and this is my Omnicast. Now, what is an Omnicast? I know you want to know. Basically, an Omnicast is not a Facebook Live, it's not a YouTube video, it's not a podcast, it's not a blog, it's all those things at once. I try and get all the information I can out to you guys in as many ways as you can possibly consume it. And the idea is that if, if you like podcasts, you can listen to it on there on your commute, the way to work or whatever. If you like videos, you can see my cheerful face there telling you the things. And I just try and sort of, you know, make it the way you want it. Now, what is my Omnicast all about? Well, I'm a life coach. I specialize in anxiety, helping people manage their anxiety, helping people feel better about anxiety and understand it more. Um, and each episode, we look at different topics uh, about anxiety, different uh, things about life where we can learn a bit more together and, and help manage your anxiety, give you tricks and tips. Sometimes I have special guests on as well. We've had a couple of episodes ago, we had a great interview with a chap called Ryan from a band about his anxiety. And so it's things like that, how, how we can all sort of work together and improve our lives and manage our anxiety. Now, people often ask me why I'm such an expert. Well, the reason is I suffered very badly myself from anxiety. I um, had those terrible symptoms where I constantly projected forward. I constantly had worrying thoughts. My brain was so busy. Um, I had a lot of horrible symptoms that went with that. A lot of the uh, sort of racing heart, the sweaty palms, the sort of confused thoughts, thinking I was gonna die, panic attacks shakes and aches, all those sort of things that, that come along with anxiety. And I tried a lot of things to get rid of it. I went to the doctors, I tried hypnotherapy, tried CBT, I tried medication. I literally tried everything and until I became what I like to term now a student of my anxiety, I started to look into why I was feeling this way, why it was affecting me this way and why it was affecting my life so badly. And I became a student of my anxiety over time. And what I realized was that I could help other people who, who sort of um, suffer from anxiety, help them get over it the same way I did. I created a program, a framework of how to get rid of your anxiety, how to manage it exactly the same as way as I did. And now I've sort of become a life coach and, and helping people through that. Okay, so today's episode, um, I've mentioned it already, the side effects of panic and anxiety. That's what I'm gonna look into, the symptoms, the physical sensations, those things that that make your life unbearable when, when you suffer from panic and anxiety. In particular, panic attacks. Um, I really struggled myself with panic attacks when I was when I was anxious. I, could, I remember feeling them building up over time, the anxiety getting worse and worse and worse until I had these terrible panic attacks where I had these horrible um, symptoms, the, like I said, the, the, the sweaty palms, the, the racing heartbeat, struggling to breathe all those kind of things and I felt on edge the whole time. And so today I'm gonna to look at why why these things happen, how how it feels, um, how to get rid of them, how to manage them a little bit better and help you understand them because that's a really big thing is understanding why you get these symptoms. Right, as you know, I always like to look on Google for a an explanation for a definition of the word we're looking into or the, or the, the concept. Today I looked up the word symptoms. Now, this is really interesting because there are two definitions of symptoms. The first one is the one we, we think of normally. You know, it says a physical or mental feature, which is regarded as indicating a condition of disease, particularly such a feature that is apparent to the patient. Like, for example, this is like when you get a, a symptom of a cold and it's a runny nose. Now, the second sort of definition here is it says an indication of the existence of something, especially an undesirable situation. 
And the example it gives there is uh, are declining sales merely a symptom of the real problem, which is a poor product. This second definition is the one that I think is more prevalent, more important to what we're talking about today. The indication of the existence of something is pointing us in the right direction. Panic and the symptoms of anxiety and panic are pointing towards that we have anxiety. They are byproducts, if you like, of anxious thinking, of um, anxious lifestyle and, and, and panicking situations. And it's, it, it sort of says, you know, are the symptoms we're getting an indication of the existence of something bigger rather than the problem themselves? And of course they are. The symptoms of panic aren't the problem. It's the thoughts, as I've discussed before, the thoughts, emotions, actions, those sort of things that are creating the anxiety that is creating the panic symptoms. Now, as I said, symptoms are a byproduct of anxious thinking projecting forward. And I'll explain why in this podcast. And to help you look at them for what they are, we'll help them manage them, we'll help you sort of see them for what they really are and sort of see behind the curtains. So let's look at the symptoms that we got and sort of and how they affect us. But first, I want to tell you a little story. It's about the day I had my first panic attack. And I remember it so clearly. I want to share it with you guys because I think it's important for you to understand that I know where I'm coming from and, and to see also that oh, it happens to other people. Um, I was in London uh, with a couple of colleagues for a meeting with some hotel chains, completely normal day. Uh, we went down on the train like we'd normally do uh, from Manchester to London. We we're going to use the tube to travel around. It was a real simple day, no normal, no different from anything, you know, totally normal, no different from anything I've done before. However, I was on a crowded tube train um, from Euston. I think I was on the Victoria line. You might, if you're in London, you might correct me. My knowledge of the, the tube system isn't that great. And suddenly something hit me. It was like it, something wasn't quite right. It was like a kind of, the only way to describe it was the floor had shifted under my feet. Everything had moved to the left. Everything was just a bit weird. So the only way I could describe it, I started to worry. Um, was that you know what what had happened to me why did I feel really weird what what was that it was like a, such a shift in my brain and I, I started to sort of I, I can only describe it now as panic to worry my, my my palms started to feel sweaty I started to feel like I couldn't breathe you know I kept then thinking what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong then it kept building up um I started to get really really hot my heart was racing something just wasn't right and I felt like I was losing my mind. I was like, you know, was I having a heart attack? I couldn't breathe. Was I dying? I needed to get out of this tube train as soon as possible. I had no control over that because the doors were shut. It was going somewhere. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get out there and then. Everything was looking really strange. My thoughts were really fuzzy. I couldn't hear what people were saying. I hoped I wasn't going to faint because that would be massively embarrassing. And the, the tube train stopped and I ran out onto the station, sat on the floor, my head was spinning. Like I say, I was dizzy. I felt sick. I was embarrassed in front of my colleagues, in front of everyone else on the station. They went to fetch me some water. And there was this guy, me, in a business suit, sat on the floor. People are walking past going, oh, but he's had one too many on a business lunch. Look at him sat on the floor there. You know, those kind of long, sort of thoughts were going through my head as well about what people thought of me. And I was totally out of control. And it took me a good sort of 20 minutes to calm down for the fog to start clearing. And then I felt sort of normal again. You know, it, it, it went as quickly as it came. But what happened that day, it left me with this lingering fear, this fear it was going to happen again, this fear of the fear of the anxiety attack, if you will. And it that's a whole new topic for another day, fear of fear. And it, it's one of the really big things, anticipatory anxiety. It's one of the biggest things that can cause people problems. But this fear of the fear then stayed with me and it turned into this this anxiety disorder, this 
this anxious feeling that, that I had all the time, that something was creeping up on me, something was going to get me. And these, these panic attacks kept coming because of that. Now, let's look at those things. You know, that story brings up a lot of the physical symptoms that people talk to me about when they get panic attacks and when they have anxiety in general. Um, the pounding racing heartbeat, the, the feeling faint, dizzy, lightheaded type feeling, sweating, trembling, shaking, feeling really hot all of a sudden or really cold all of a sudden, feeling nauseous, feeling sick, um, pains in your chest or your stomach, struggling to breathe, feeling like you're choking, feeling shaky, like your legs are like jelly. People get that feeling quite a lot. And that kind of disorientated, disconnected feeling that people get as well it is a really well-known one that people talk to me about a lot. Now, during a panic attack as well, and during when you have anxiety, you feel, like I said, like you're losing your mind, like you're losing control, that you're going to faint, you're going to have a heart attack, that you might die, because all these things are very overwhelming. And I totally, totally feel for you when you get them, because I know how horrible it was. Now, a lot of them remain longer due to anxiety. They sort of stay in your system. And like I say, you're waiting for the next thing to come. And that mental fuzziness kind of sticks around. And that's what a lot of people say to me when, when, when they come to me to talk about their anxiety, is the, the mental fuzziness, the cloudy-headedness that, that sticks with them and the tiredness. Now, to explain all this, let's, let's look at why we get these symptoms. We've touched on it in previous episodes especially one about anxiety being a friend, and that's well worth going to back to look at. These symptoms are due to our ancestral fight or flight response. It's complete physiology. It's hardwired into us from, from back when we were cave people, when we lived in caves, and it, we're programmed to survive. Basically, that's all we are. As humans, as animals, we're programmed to survive, and our bodies are hardwired to keep us safe in dangerous situations. If we saw a saber-toothed tiger eyeing us up for lunch when we were walking around out outside cave, our body would react in kind. We either fight the tiger, fight or flight, or we take or we take the flight, we flee, right? Our body is set up to provide this and to stop all the necessary parts of the body machine working while we take these steps of fighting or flighting. And that's really important to know. And this is an important reason why we get these symptoms. Now, the problem is we don't live in that caveman world anymore. We don't need to keep ourselves alive from predators and all that sort of stuff. The threats we're faced with are more sort of esoteric, thought-based. Work, stress, money worries, family, things like that. Things we can't run or fight, you know, run away from or fight. Hence the buildup of symptoms in your body. It's not being released by that sort of scrap with a tiger or, or legging it from the tiger. It's just building up, building up, building up inside you, right? Now, let's look into more detail why, when you have a panic attack, when your body is in that defense mode and it's trying to keep you safe, what these symptoms are, because I think this really helps. If you get a pounding heart, racing heartbeat, it's because you've got increased adrenaline in your system. Your body is getting you geared up to fight or flee, readying yourself. Your heart is pumping blood to the muscles, getting more oxygen to your muscles so you can ready for action, so you're ready to fight. It's actually just creating more fuel for the muscles, making them ready to fight. And the raised heart rate can also give you this pain in the chest feeling that we've mentioned as well, which people often, often mistake for a heart attack. All that's happening is your muscle in your heart is working that little bit harder to get you ready, to get you to escape from the situation you're in. And again, like I said, you can't, you're not in a situation that's dangerous, but your brain has misinterpreted it as a dangerous situation. Now, the second one is the feeling faint, dizzy, lightheaded. You'd think that feeling lightheaded would be kind of useless in a situation of fight or flight, but that's where you're wrong. It's actually the opposite. 
you feel this way due to the fact that everything else is being suspended. Everything in your brain, apart from everything that you need to escape and fight or flight, is being suspended. So you're not doing anything else. Your brain is being fogged over. So all you can focus on is that adrenaline rush, that escape feeling. And so again, because you're not running away, because you're not fighting, it lingers longer. There's not that release that it would normally get. Also, the faint feeling you get will be from over-breathing, hyperventilation. As your body's trying to get more oxygen into your bloodstream, your muscles are trying to pump more blood around your system to get, sorry, your heart muscle is pumping more blood around your body to get to your muscles, you're breathing faster. And again, this can give you this faint feeling. You know, if you breathe really, really quickly, you will start to feel faint. Like when you blow up a lilo on holiday, you know, you, all that breathing just goes to your head and you feel a bit faint. And that's what it is. Now, some people sweat, they feel hot or cold. Again, it's your body preparing to cool down your muscles that are gonna be used in this fight or flight response. It's, it's sending effort to where it's needed. And again, it's misinterpreting the signal of, you know, you being in a meeting with your boss or you being somewhere that you don't like being like me on the tube train, feeling closed, feeling like you can't get out. It's misinterpreting those as actual dangerous, fearful situations, life-threatening situations, and your body is reacting in kind. You feel sick. A lot of people feel sick. I felt nauseous on that platform. And again, your body's digestive system is being halted for that short time while we, while all systems, you know, your rest of your systems are readying themselves for action. And that's what can make you feel a bit nauseous, along with this sort of dizzy head and all that. It's all sort of connected to getting your body ready to fight or fly. So you can see the symptoms I've described from my first panic attack and what they are actually about are our own body just reacting to defenders and being oversensitive, if you like, to what's needed. And from my previous Omnicast about anxiety being your friend, we talked about it before. It's just popping up in the wrong place. You're not genuinely in danger. The saber-toothed tiger's not there trying to kill you. But the modern day dangers, the modern day threats that you're seeing is bringing about these kind of hardwired internal bodily functions, bodily systems, if you like, that are reacting to a dangerous situation. Now, this was one of the first steps on my path to freeing myself from panic, particularly. Realising that these symptoms, these, these, these things that were making me scared, these things that were making me feel like I was going to die, had a practical purpose and were not coming from anywhere other than my body trying to look after me. They weren't this sort of devil hiding in the shadows trying to catch me out. I wasn't dying from some sort of seizure, but I was just doing what my ancestors and what my body was hardwired to do from day one. It's like that sort of scene in The Wizard of Oz, you know, where, the, where you realise the scary wizard's just a little guy behind a curtain. It's that kind of fraud. You're like, oh, wow, you know, the realisation that actually these are all helpful things that are going on, it takes away that mystique and that fear from them. My body had built up panic as the enemy. I was hating it. I was really worried about when it was going to pop up next. And all it was was my body just trying to help me out. So this week, as you know, I always like to set a bit of homework. And this week, the homework is particularly for those of you who suffer very badly with symptoms from panic or anxiety, those symptoms I've mentioned, or any others, because a lot of other symptoms are linked to what I've talked about. Try something for me. When you feel a symptom coming on, address it in your mind. The best thing to do, I find, when I feel slightly strange, is first to ground myself. Make sure your feet are on the floor. Imagine you're attached to the earth, that you've got roots attaching to your feet, attaching to the earth. Get yourself grounded. This helps slow your mind down. It brings the focus to a different part of your body, brings your focus to your feet, 
focus to your ground and it brings you down. It slowly brings you down. Feel the symptom that's going on. Say it's the racing heartbeat. Take a big deep breath and describe it in your head or out loud and say, my heart is beating faster. This is a fact. It's not dangerous or scary. In fact, it's the total opposite. My body's trying to keep me safe. It's sending blood to my muscles because it thinks I'm in a dangerous situation. That is all. I am safe and it isn't needed. I am safe. And keep repeating that I am safe if you need to, because that's a nice little mantra to sort of calm you down. But it's that reaffirming of what's actually going on inside your body that takes away the, the scary fear of the symptom. Thank your body, if you want to, for keeping you safe and being alert, because all it's doing is trying to help you and tell you, tell it it's not needed right now. I'm all good. I am safe. Just keep repeating it. You should feel a lot better because what you're doing is shifting the thought. You're, we talked about this before. We, you talk about reframing thoughts. You're reframing the thought about the feeling you're getting into a practical thought. It's about, yes, it feels uncomfortable, but it's not anything that you can't understand. Did you see what I mean? And you, you, it's reminding your body that you're not in any danger whatsoever. You can do it with any of the symptoms. They're all part of the response. Like I say, the hyperventilation, the sweating, the sweaty palms, the jelly legs, any of the things I've mentioned. It's that reaffirming to yourself, get grounded, reaffirm to yourself. It's not going to kill you. It's a perfectly normal situation. And that will shift your focus and change it. Now, one of the last things I want to mention, and this is really important. One of the biggest fear I had when I had panic attacks was that I was going to die. It just felt so awful, that heart rating, not being able to breathe. Think about it, though. The attacks are part of your defense system. They're there to keep you alive. The absolute opposite of trying to kill you. This is scientific fact. This is not me trying to make you feel better. They are the absolute opposite. No one ever died from a panic attack, right? No one ever died from a panic attack and they last no more than 20 minutes. They feel like forever, but the symptoms of the actual panic cannot go on any longer than 20, 25 minutes. Now, it's a good mantra to yourself. If you start feeling a panic attack coming on or if you're in the middle of one, Remember, no one ever died from a panic attack. It is there as a defense for you. Now, for people who suffer from these kind of things, stay on my, stay on my Facebook page, uh, keep in touch with me because I'm working on a full video program about panic attacks in the future for the new year, um, how they come about, how we can manage them, loads of trips and uh, ticks and yeah, trips and trips, tricks and tips. See, it's very easy to say if you slow down. And so if you're new year, you watch my social media, watch my website, it'll be available to buy in the new year. And it really will be a great course and it'll help you guys get over panic attacks pretty much within a week. Um, if you enjoyed this Omnicast, drop over to my website, get like a free download of my ebook, Calm Mind, How to Worry Less in Seven Days at www.thewellbeingwiz.com forward slash calm mind. That's www.thewellbeingwiz.com forward slash calm mind. It's full of these sort of tricks and tips in there and also tells you how to stop worrying in seven days. You can't beat it. So thanks very much for joining in and I'll see you all next week. Thanks for coming along. Cheers.